0: Hello, welcome, and dobro došli to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. In each episode, we will explore what I have called the world's best country, meeting locals, traveling, eating, and getting to know the very best of Slovenia. This podcast is written and hosted by me, Dr. Noah Charney, and is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board. This is incredible. This rider He's about to win the Tour de France. Pogacar sprints his way over the top of this climb. He's given this the absolute fury of a man who wanted the yellow jersey. Pogacar reaches the finish line now, and now he can wait and see if he wins the Tour de France. In this episode of Feel Slovenia the Podcast, I chat with Tadej Pogacar, the two-time reigning Tour de France champion, a bronze medalist in cycling at the last Olympics, and a thoroughly nice guy who happens to live just one town over from me here in Slovenia. A few years back, Andre Hauptmann had his eye out for new cycling talents. Hauptmann was a road world cycling championship medalist, and he knew what to look for. He also had a soft spot for young competitors. So when he saw a slender young cyclist chasing a group of much older teenagers, he figured that the young cyclist was struggling to keep up. He mentioned this to the race organizers, only to be told that the younger cyclist wasn't struggling at all. In fact, he was about to lap the older competition. That younger cyclist was Tadej Pogacar, the two-time reigning Tour de France winner, the reigning Tour of Slovenia champion, an Olympic bronze medalist, and a thoroughly nice down-to-earth guy, Hauptmann wound up working with Tade on the under-23 team for the Rogue Cycling Club in Ljubljana, before Tade joined the UAE Team Emirates. Hauptmann followed soon after, in 2019, as sporting director of the professional team. A year before, in 2018, Tade had won the Tour de l'Avenir, After joining the team, he won the Volta ao Algave and the Tour of California, the youngest rider to win a UCI, Union of International Cyclists, World Tour stage race. He finished 2019 coming in third in the famous Vuelta race, winning the Young Rider classification. This June, Tade will defend his title as the Tour of Slovenia champion. The smart money is on the hometown favorite. The race is broadcast internationally on Eurosport and has counted the Slovenian Tourist Board among its sponsors for the last five years. It's a great opportunity to highlight how Slovenia is such a brilliant green destination for active holidays. Tadej has already won the race of all cycling races, the Tour de France, twice, first in his debut in 2020, then last year in 2021. So far in 2022, he's already won the 2022 UAE Tour, the Strade Bianche, and the Tirreno Adriatico. Defending his Tour de France title looks very promising. If he wins a third time, he'll be an elite company. Only eight riders have ever won three times or more. The last three-time winner was American Greg LeMond back in 1990, so it's been 30 years since anyone achieved this mastery of the sport. Tade is humble, kind, and easy to talk to. He and his girlfriend, who is also a cyclist, divide their time between Monaco and Tade's family home in Komenda. I chatted with this famous neighbor of mine about food, training, and where to cycle when you visit Slovenia. What age were you when you decided you wanted to take cycling seriously and work to become professional?
1: So, yeah, when I started cycling, I was uh, nine years old in 2008. And uh, immediately it was really fun for me. I was uh, enjoying. uh, I had new friends. It was really, uh, it was a nice challenge. And then uh, every year that passed by, I was enjoying it more, and uh, I was really thinking, "Oh, this, this is really cool. I want to do this. Uh, I don't know forever." And when I become junior, I started to do some uh, international good results, and it's coming closer to under 23 and elite. And yeah, when I come to under 23, I was already sure that uh, it's gonna be my my job.
0: Do you have a favorite route to cycle for fun in Slovenia when you were growing up?
1: Yeah, uh, the best uh, for me when I have an easy day um, to just to, to relax. Uh, I go to Kamniška Bistrica. Uh, it's uh, yeah, really relaxing if it's not too much traffic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here around here uh, is so many good routes. It's incredible
0: where do you get the psychological stamina as a young cyclist to go head to head with those steep and long slopes? I know you're supposed to tell yourself that you, you enjoy the steep slopes, but, um, it seems like so much of it is psychological. How do you deal with that and prepare for that?
1: You can enjoy If, if you're good at it, if, uh, if you have good legs, then, uh, you can enjoy, even if you suffer a bit is different kind of enjoyment, but, uh, yeah when you the best thing is when you come to the top and you give everything uh that you can you you feel that this is it and uh it was uh, it was the best and uh you're satisfied you're happy and uh yeah uh, i go with that mentality that i want to come to the top to get over the challenges uh as best as i can give my more than 100% and yeah prove myself over and over again
0: What does a typical training day for you look like? If you could walk us through, you know, when you wake up to when you go to bed, what might a typical day look like?
1: Yeah, so (laughs) I wake up around 8.30 and uh, then uh, me and my girlfriend, we cook ourselves breakfast before some fruit, uh, like pineapple, kiwis, mango. And uh, then uh, we cook ourselves oatmeal. We eat that in peace. And uh, yeah, after breakfast... Uh, slowly we get started going uh prepare the bottles bikes and everything for training do the training sometimes in between training we stop for a coffee or uh, or something coke or something like that and then uh after training is just uh yeah uh, full on recovery mode you know, cook ourselves lunch and try to relax until uh, until dinner and uh yeah um try to be as efficient as possible in recovery. Is she your training
0: partner on most days?
1: Yeah, uh, mostly she, She. We. I mean, we go together. If she she don't want to follow me on climb, I with her on the top or I turn around, pick her up and then we continue together. But yeah, we train together
0: basically every day. Well, that's great. Um, is there a special menu of food that you have to stick to during the season or during a race that's different from what you would have when you're training?
1: Yeah, um, so we eat uh, more carbs, uh, more carbohydrates, and we avoid unhealthy food like uh, yeah, oily foods and uh, fried foods. Um, but we are not that strict um, because we train a lot. Um, so we can basically eat. I mean, we need to eat more than normal people, more volume, and uh, yeah, um, just to, to have a some kind of balance is the best, not to, to gain weight, not to lose weight.
0: And uh, if you are at your right weight, is the best. So we spoke before about, about the psychology of going up those steep slopes, but how much of the overall success of a professional cyclist would you say is psychological as opposed to physical? Is it half and half or or is it more a psychological game? Hey,
1: this, uh, it is a psychological game, uh, of course. I mean, any sport... Uh, you need to have a good uh, mindset. You need to be motivated. You need uh, to be calm and don't rush into things. And here is the same: uh, cycling is really demanding on uh, on a physical level uh, in, and mental, because yeah, we are on the bike for six hours, so you need to be physically prepared, really good. Uh, you need to get over so many climbs steep climbs long climbs Uh, you need to be concentrated on the bike but then after the race you also have uh, so many things like media and and uh, stuff like that traveling to other hotels and yeah it's all in the well organized but still you don't have so much time for yourself so you need to be quite strong and also the pressure that is coming from From the team, from the sponsors, Uh, sometimes for some people it's it's, it's too much. But, um, yeah, you need to be strong in in all aspects.
0: Do you get any coaching for how to give interviews and the psychological side, as well as the physical, the way some athletes on team sports do? Yeah, we have. um, This year we started work
1: with uh, with one uh, psychologist uh but uh not for all the riders just just for some yeah i think uh this way it's getting more and more uh, popular i mean i mean more used in cycling to have a mental coach uh, because yeah um we see i mean the teams see that uh, some riders can have problems and and yeah it's for sure helps
0: was there a moment if we go back to your first tour de france um, victory when you were in the midst of the race and you thought, hey, I can actually win this. Or was, was that your mentality from the start?
1: Yeah, I mean, we went to that tour uh, as a, not an uh, optimistic goal, but realistic. It was uh, top five, I think. But uh, we believed that uh, we can do even better. Uh, we all knew that we can do better. But yeah, on the paper, it was, we go for top five. If we do top five, it's our goal. We we achieve it. But already after first week, we knew that, uh, yeah, we can go for podium. And um, yeah, then I was all the time on second place in GC. But yeah, we never stopped believing for that uh, last day because it was so demanding the last day, the time trial. And everything went uh, perfect for my way. And yeah. You should never give up and just uh, ride until the finish.
0: You started that with the idea that you were riding in support of of your teammate Aru, if I understand correctly. And then you were doing so well that you were given the the leadership position. Do you you remember that moment? Could you describe it? I mean, we went to the tour
1: uh, with uh, me and Aru, but that time I was already in better condition than Fabio, and. yeah, uh, he was there just as a as a more experienced rider and uh just to to have two co-leaders. But yeah, already after first day, after second day, we saw that uh he's a bit out of uh DC already and uh yeah it was all in for me and yeah nobody else.
0: Um, so what do you do for fun on your downtime or days off that has nothing to do with cycling? Can you tell me any of the things that are not cycling related that you, you like to do for fun? I like to to watch Netflix, some good
1: movies or good series if there is any. And uh, sometimes I, I read a book uh, in the in the evening before I go to sleep. Um, I like to help cooking with Ushka. I like to go for a drive with the with the car or with a or with the Vespa and uh, yeah,
0: always it's nice to go for some nice dinner uh, with friends. Is there a, a special recipe like the Tadej Pogacar special? Um, that's a unique recipe that you make particularly well. No, I I don't have any
1: any recipe. Uh, if I cook, there is a mess in the kitchen and and I just put all the flavors in. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: still young. You can have a cookbook one of these days. <laughs> so, so this podcast is is specifically for tourists to invite them to come to Slovenia. And so, one of my questions is: What would you recommend to tourists who want to come Slovenia to Slovenia for a cycling holiday? Is there a special route or destination that you think um should be at the top of their list?
1: Yeah, I think uh, if you go in more cold days, you can go to Portorož. Or uh, on Slovenian coast, uh, because it's always more war, or in uh, even in Idoschina, if it's not Buria, then uh, there you can do really nice routes. Uh, it's a bit different than here around the Alps, and uh, yeah, you can really enjoy there. Uh, I was training there so many times when I was younger uh, in the winter, and uh, it was uh, really cool places, really cool roads. But uh, in the summer, I would still Stay to go to Kranska Gora, to Muratece, to Planica, and yeah, uh, there you have big mountains, um, Alps around you, big mountains, and uh, it's really nice, nice atmosphere there. there. Um, Is a lot of cyclists. You have cycling road, really, really well uh, made, made, and uh, you can go to Italy also. Uh, do a loop, and you have Mangart, Vrsic it's a really nice uh nice area i love it there Uh, i've been there uh, also many times in the summer so yeah i would uh to tourists i would say these two destinations are one of the the best for the cyclists but i would also not uh, exclude uh, all other parts yesterday i was in uh, Murska sobota and also, there is nice cycling because there is no traffic.
0: It's and it's flat too. It's, flat. <laughs> it's
1: nice. <laughs> ah, it's not. It's not completely
0: flat. You you have some ups and downs also. <laughs> um, how about? Do you have a favorite Slovenian food? Even if it's not on your racing diet.
1: I don't know uh, what's my favorite uh, Slovenian food. I would say uh, I don't know. I like Zganci. Uh,
0: <laughs> Of course,
1: <laughs> with the cezana with or something like that um, or just anything that uh, my mom makes at home. It's, uh, yeah, it's really, really delicious and um, you feel that you're home in, in Slovenia. Uh, yeah, we have good uh, desserts also like uh, like kremšnita or prekmurska gibanica is even better. But yeah, we have uh, great range of different foods and i love it
0: <laughs> so for the last question we, we already covered them all is there a fun fact about you that you're willing to share that
1: most people don't know i don't know this one is uh is a hard fun fact about me i really don't know what is what is super fun about me um <laughs> i don't know maybe that uh, everything that my brother did i had to do uh the same way so maybe that's why I'm cycling. Um, okay, maybe that's not super fun. That's uh, pretty fun.
0: Is he still cycling um, at, at a high level or does he do it recreationally
1: now? No, he stopped cycling. Then he started again and stopped, stopped, start again. And yeah, um, he's now, uh, yeah, he's working, but uh, he's also do some riding here and there.
0: And now, he can wait and see if he wins the Tour de France. The Tour de France is going to be won by Taddy Pogacar on the climb of La Blanche de Belfi. You're watching a moment in history.
1: I think I'm dreaming. That's all. Uh, I really don't know what to say. Uh...
0: Slovenia's best ambassadors are its elite athletes. This small country has an astonishing number of world-class athletes, and many, including top cyclists Primoz Roglic and Tadej Pogacar, and NBA basketball phenom Luka Doncic, are official ambassadors of Slovenia tourism. Slovenians love sports and engaging with the outdoors. The country is perfect for it. The most popular activities in Slovenia are skiing, running, hiking, and, you guessed it, cycling. Healthy living and sport permeate every aspect of life here. More than two-thirds of the population regularly engage in recreational sports, and there are around 7,000 professional athletes. Slovenia is among the top nations on the planet when it comes to athletic achievements per capita. It will come as no surprise, then, that a new national holiday has been established, the Day of Slovenian Sport, celebrated every September 23rd. Whether you're interested in mountains or plains, coast or hills, from summer to winter, Slovenia has it all. Tourists looking for a sporty holiday need look no further. And this diversity of terrain makes Slovenia the perfect spot for a cycling holiday. Vala and thank you for listening to Feel Slovenia the Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board and was written and presented by Dr. Noah Charny. Please subscribe to get each new episode and tell all of your friends interested in travel and all things Slovenia. If you'd like to learn more, visit slovenia.info. For more information, you're welcome to follow our social media channels. Feel Slovenia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TripAdvisor.